The following CannabisRadio.com program contains explicit language and content that can be considered graphic and offensive. This program is not suitable for all audiences, and the opinions expressed do not reflect those of CannabisRadio.com, its staff, management, or sponsors. Listener discretion is advised. Some weed gonna blaze it right Gonna get high as a fucking kite We've always known Mary Jane is tight Why wait until later to get in your mind right Everything's clear when you blaze up that J Gonna bake it up, gonna be high all day Puffin' Mary Jane helps my appetite Gonna get high as a fucking kite I got this blunt, do you got a light? The thought of blazing up gets me so excited I'm gonna choke it up right Get high as a fucking kite Get high as a fucking kite Get high as a fucking kite a morning wake and bake got me feeling aight A big fat joint is always out of sight I got a nice bowl and a big bong too I think I might get high as a fucking kite I'm gonna take it up right Get high as a fucking kite Get high as a fucking kite yeah, I'm gonna get high as a fucking kite. Oh, this is kind of cool. Stone. You can put your weed in there. Stone is Jesus. Oh, check this out. Oh, yeah, that's <gasps> beautiful. A lot of people don't realize this, but you can put your weed in there. This is the Stoner Jesus Show. On CannabisRadio.com It's my Greg, you're a prune tang. If I can use a medical term. Man, oh man. You're gay. There's no facts in, in the church. Oh. oh, yeah. Holy crap. Don't try to debate me on something. Motherfucker, I can't do many things well, but words are my shit. Fuck yeah. Welcome, everybody. Stoner Jesus Show, Chapter 3, Verse 27. We're live on many platforms. In Twitter, Periscope, Twitch, and Facebook. All information on the show, audio uh, episodes, links, sponsor banners, social media stuff, all of that. StonerJesus.net. Go check it out. StonerJesus.net. You want to email the show? Jesus 420 at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. There's a group for hardcore fans of the show on Facebook. Search Disciples of Stoner Jesus on said Facebook. Like I said, all our social media and all that shit, stonerjesus.net. A lot of stuff going on tonight. It's officially Quarantine with Jesus number 11. The 11th show we've done 
since uh, the self-isolation began in the United States around mid-March. Here entertaining you. Hopefully tonight we're talking about TikTok, uh, the Simpsons, inmates trying to get coronavirus, aka COVID-19. Due to his cool voices on YouTube, many of you probably heard of him. I, I'm late to the game, I guess, but we'll talk about it anyway. Also, I did an interview about a week ago or so, uh, somewhere in there, with Kira Kosserin. Uh, she was in the Thundermans. She was Phoebe in the Thundermans. She also has a burgeoning music career. Her new single dropped the 14th, Something to Look Forward to. Go check that out wherever you find music. Kira Kosserin, Something to Look Forward to. Her EP is coming out next month. I did an interview with her. I already broadcast on all the live platforms. I'm going to play it at the end of this show in the last segment, so it's on the podcasting platforms. It goes out to all those streams and, and feeds and whatnot. So it gets to all of the different places you hear and see the Stoner Jesus show and not just the video platforms. All of that shit tonight. Nothing really new from uh, St. Peter. No new voicemails. Does that mean he's dead? I don't know. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to sound so excited and kind of like jump in my chair when I said that. Does that mean he's dead? No, I don't know. Probably not. Kill that music. It's enough of that, Holmes. We get it. We get it. It's rock and roll. We understand. Before we get to the TikTok thing, a lot of people talk about TikTok. I was on TikTok for a week until I got banned for doing a bong rip. I guess that's not allowed. Chinese aren't fans of bong rips. In any case, don't forget, OnlyFans. Yes, that's right. I'm on OnlyFans. We've done four episodes of Let's Watch Some Porn with Stoner Jesus. At Stoner Jesus on OnlyFans. I know that picture says nothing was found. That's an old screenshot when I first started it. It's four episodes. Let's Watch Some Porn with Stoner Jesus. The last one we did, uh, Deep Fake Porn. We checked that out. Taking advantage of the uncensored platform on OnlyFans. OnlyFans.com slash Stoner Jesus. Go find us on there and uh, enjoy. Hopefully we have some topless interviews coming up. Maybe more. Maybe if we get enough, you know, people on there, we'll do some screenings of some longer, like, classic porn films, the way we've done regular movies like Reefer Madness and um, The Handsome Gretel Get Baked movies. And uh, the last one we did, which is escaping my mind right now, it was a movie for 420 or something like that. I forget. <laughs> I forget already. We do. Pineapple Express. That's right. Pineapple Express. We did. It wasn't for 420. It was before 420. Anyway, it's fucking... Crap. Move on. Just move on. It's chapter 3, verse 7, I believe. If you want to check out our Pineapple Express episode with commentary. Now, TikTok. Lots of people are on it. Is it safe? I don't know. Apparently this guy says it's not. How safe is TikTok? Jennifer Lopez, Elizabeth Warren, and the cast of High School Musical are just some of the famous faces having a blast on the video sharing app. But are all these fun dances, challenges, and pranks as harmless as they sound? There are serious things that we need to consider about the app. Analyst Fergus Ryan thinks TikTok may not be what it seems. I, I know I sound like the fun police. It's a great app. It's just unfortunate that um, it's, it's um, owned and operated by a company um, that has the Chinese Communist Party looking over their shoulder all the time. TikTok's parent company, ByteDance, is based in China and is just one of the many thriving tech companies in the country. They're very innovative, but the Chinese government knows this. And in recent years, they have taken many steps to make sure that they have ultimate control over these tech companies. So I'm sure you've heard this before. 
the Chinese Communist Party is and is very interested and very involved in TikTok. Anything you put on TikTok, you have to assume whatever information you give them access to, whatever you post or don't post, or what's in your drafts, you have to assume that the Communist Party in China and the powers that be in China have access to that. What that means, I don't know. I mean, I got to imagine it's trillions and trillions of of bites of just just horrific bullshit that's useless to anybody. Could it be used down the line? I don't know. We get into war with China, they're going to start. Turn off our phones through the TikTok app? Maybe. Who knows? But, I, I mean, Facebook and Google, they take they keep track of everything that we do. They even mentioned later in this video that those those companies are banned in China because China probably doesn't want them, you know, spying on their people and whatnot. And the way they do that is by ensuring that these tech companies have Chinese Communist Party committees running inside the companies and they have oversight over what the company is doing. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're making the business decisions or making sort of granular decisions about how certain apps work, but it does mean that every- By the way, not for nothing, but this dude's like a data expert. And if you notice in this video, it's all glitchy and shit. You think you have a really robust Wi-Fi connection. If you're gonna be on there as a data expert. Every time these companies are making new products, they always have the Chinese Communist Party looking over their shoulder. ByteDance was most recently ordered to take down their new workplace messaging app, Feishu, under claims that users could access posts on Facebook and Twitter through the app. Feishu? Oh, don't... Watch out for Feishu. By the way, this guy keeps saying, you know, the Chinese Communist Party is looking over their shoulder. Well, what does that mean? You know, be more specific. What it means to me is there's some old Chinese dudes seeing what's going on on TikTok and they have access to the back door of TikTok. Okay, I understand. That's what Facebook and Google and shit do here. I get it. I mean, I, it is, it's not ideal, but you know, I don't want the fucking, the US government spying on me either. I want them seeing my stupid dance <laughs> or getting my location for my phone. Which by the way, I'm one of those people, like I leave my location on because you're, how are you gonna convince me that if I turn my location off, they can't find me anyway? They can't just turn that shit on? Give me a fucking break. Of course they can. By the way, I think it's a good time for me to debut, or at least announce, my new Chinese fetish dating app, Chink Choke. Huh? <laughs> right? Chink Ch Thank you. Thank you. Ch Chink Choke. It's an Asian fetish dating app. Anyway, move. Those platforms, along with others like YouTube and Google, are banned in China. So why should TikTok be any different? They want the platform to be light, entertaining and funny. And they have made um, several statements about how, you know, they don't really want it to be a political space. Um, now, that may make sense uh, back in China by law. Fix your fucking Wi-Fi, bro. Come on. And because of the um, censorship system that operates there, they have to censor a lot of political speech. Many believe that censored content includes videos of the pro-democracy protests in Hong Kong or anything related to the LGBTQ community. It may be an uncontroversial thing in China for these companies to say, hey, we don't want politics on... Our right, 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 right. Okay, okay, okay. We get it, dude. Fucking realize that they may have access to your TikTok shit. You either like that or you don't. By the way, not for nothing, I'm sure there's a ton of other 
apps, Chinese apps or whatnot, that are on your phone, they get the same fucking information from. Do they care about where your your location is? I don't know. I mean, is that something they can use? Is it something to take advantage of in a certain situation? Maybe. If you don't like it, don't use the app. Like I said, I don't have any choice. I got banned for bong rips. I don't like that either. Standard Jesus Show, chapter 3, verse 27. Coming up in the next segment, we're talking about The Simpsons, inmates trying to get COVID, and uh, this voiceover dude who's uh, very popular on YouTube. I, I uh, sent, uh, he sent me a message on Twitter. You know, Hopefully we can get him on the show to talk about stuff. Also, hooking up an interview hopefully soon with someone who has written for The Simpsons and has been an executive producer for a long time. So we'll see if that happens as well. As I said, don't forget OnlyFans.com slash StonerJesus for Let's Watch Some Porn with Stoner Jesus. Spread the word. Hopefully topless interviews coming soon. All of that is just, it's happening. It's all happening. It's a good way to put it. StonerJesus.net for all information on the show. We'll be back. Stay tuned, Dick Nuggets. The Stoner Jesus Show on CannabisRadio.com. Hello, my children. Stoner Jesus here to tell you about another awesome sponsor of the show, Honest Buds. You can find their banner on stonerjesus.net. Honest Buds are premium organic indoor grown flowers cultivated in Oakland, California. You get three and a half grams of 100% hand trimmed buds delivered in hermetically sealed and 100% smell proof CR glassware. 100% organic means their flowers have no pesticides or additives and they are non GMO. In addition, their third-party lab tested for purity and compliance. Pure, honest buds. Check out honestbuds.com to find out which strains they carry or simply click the Honest Buds banner on stonerjesus.net. Honest Buds, another awesome sponsor of the Stoner Jesus Show. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the host of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Learning the benefits of proper nutrition, supplementation, and personal development to live a healthy and abundant life. Awaken, adjust, and aspire. High on Healthy. Mondays on demand. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches. Premium mixing and rolling pouches. Allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Candid. I want to give you the inside story. Captivating. I want to introduce you to my kind and amazingly talented friends. Compelling. We get to meet some of the most amazing cannabis activists and warriors around. 
Listen in as medical marijuana pioneer, Dr. Dina shares never before heard stories, chats with cannabis insiders and celebrity friends, and provides invaluable perspective and insight into one of the fastest growing industries in the world. I want to share with you what was once confidential information. Let's expose the truth, discuss the issues, and learn the facts. Cannabis Confidential, only on CannabisRadio.com. Pierre Savon speaks to patients, advocates, and professionals to keep you informed on all the latest trends and advancements in the medical cannabis industry on Alternative Talk, presented by AlternativeVibes.com. Tuesdays, on demand, only on CannabisRadio.com. The following CannabisRadio.com program contains explicit language and content that can be considered graphic and offensive. This program is not suitable for all audiences, and the opinions expressed do not reflect those of CannabisRadio.com, its staff, management, or sponsors. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah. Turner Jesus Show, Chapter 3, Verse 27. We're doing it live on May 19th, 2020. Still to come, I'm going to play my interview with Kira Kosserin. She's a musician, singer, songwriter. She was Phoebe on the Thundermans. As I said, I already played the interview on the live platforms. I'm going to play it tonight as well during the show because this show feeds to the audio platforms, the podcasting platforms, canvasradio.com, Stitcher, all those places. So I want to make sure that the interview gets to those platforms as well. You can check out Kira on Twitter, at Kira Kosserin. Uh, she's big on Instagram as well. Her new single dropped a few days ago, something to look forward to. You can go check that out on YouTube and wherever you can find music. Her EP, Songbird, next month. It's supposed to be the date for that. So check it out. You can check out that interview a little bit later. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, to other things. We'll start with The Simpsons and predictions. Also got the MH trying to get Corona coming up and the uh, YouTube voice guy. As I said, I'm trying to get an interview with someone who's written for The Simpsons, who is a producer on The Simpsons. Uh, so I won't say any more, but you mean, maybe I'll figure out who it is. But it doesn't matter because until it happens, it's just a thing that may or may not be in the works. Anyway, The Simpsons is another thing on the internet. It's been big, especially over the last few years. The Simpsons predicting the things that have happened. And, uh, well, that's what this video is about. A lot of people are talking about The Simpsons right now, and for good reason. Hey, Dad, this came for you in the mail. Woohoo! An airborne virus without a vaccine. We need a cure! We need a cure! Oh, and killer bees, which is pretty darn close to murder hornets. This 1993 episode eerily mirrors what's happening today, and it's not the first time The Simpsons has seemingly predicted the future. We've got quite a track record, which is impressive. If you've been on for three decades, probably you're gonna hit it once in a while. That's a, I think that's the main point when it comes to The Simpsons predictions. They've hit almost 700 episodes. Thousands of things have happened in these episodes, and if you go, I'm sure if you go through all the episodes, you can find thousands of things that didn't happen in real life. But if you find 10 or 12 that did, 
that's a that's a pretty impressive number when especially when you can stack them on each other and uh to show i mean I'm, i don't think anybody's claiming that the writers for the simpsons are you know all psychics or at least some of them are and instead of you know using their powers for something else they've used it to uh, predict things in the simpsons what people are telling us now is start predicting some good things <laughs> because these predictions have been too negative five years before gaga flew in to perform at the super bowl there was this one episode forecasted the FIFA arrest, another our current president 16 years before. Ah! There was the prediction Disney would buy 20th Century Fox in this fiery scene from the finale of Game of Thrones. Look, the dragon is burning our village. How would Bart handle quarantine? What would he say to Homer if Homer were to tell him, Bart, I'm homeschooling you? No way, man. Dad, you know, it's quarantine. Stop, stop, none of that. Lisa Simpson would be like, all right, I'm going to make lemonade out of lemons here. That's what I do. After <laughs> it gets to my nerves. I don't know why that gets to my nerves, but when you're like, hey, a uh, person who does the voice of Bart Simpson, what would Bart say in this situation? Just... 31 seasons. And again, I don't know why it aggravates me. Other than it just, it just does. Since 684 episodes, the show must go on even during a lockdown. Each episode takes nine months to complete, and the cast crew... Nine months. It's fucking incredible. I think it takes even longer for Family Guy to do an episode. Longer than nine months. If you ever watch that South Park documentary where they do them in six days, I, I don't know. I mean, is the quality really... Is the quality of South Park really that much below The Simpsons? I would, I would submit that it's better. I would submit that South Park overall is a better show. But, you know, six days versus nine months. Seems like... Seems like I cut down that down a little bit, but uh, who cares? It's up to them. Take fucking nine years, whatever. Be season forty-eight of The Simpsons. Oh, and all five hundred animators are working from home. This is my recording facility. This is my microphone. That was fake, but this isn't. I will outplay you. The Simpsons celeb cameos are well over eight hundred, and this weekend they'll add another Oscar winner to the list: Kate Blanchett. Bad, bad. All of you, bad. She was recorded about six months ago. She plays a dog psychologist that they go to. And we asked her to do some sort of nonsense talk to the dog. And I swear she was doing elf language from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it's really cool. So who's still on the Simpsons bucket list if A-list gets? What about Meghan Markle? You know, she oh. recently did a voiceover with Disney. Floated the balloon, it was in the press, but then uh, Harry City wouldn't do anything that was making fun of the royal family. So that lets that out. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. You know, between you and me, they have a few things you can make fun of. I am also available anytime for voiceovers on The Simpsons, but yet I have not been contacted. It's very strange. Very strange goings on. I got a feeling they don't done almost 700 episodes. We can get them up to like two or 2,000, 2,500, they may get around to me. A little Stoner Jesus cameo. I'm available. I'm not, you know, look at me. Look what the fuck I'm doing here. It's nothing. I was talking about an app or in the last segment called Chink Choke. So, really, I'm not busy. Inmates trying to get COVID-19. These inmates are deliberately trying to infect themselves with COVID-19, thinking they will win an early release. Surveillance video shows them passing around a mask, believed to be contaminated with the virus. And this video shows other inmates sharing cups filled with hot water, also believed to be contaminated with COVID-19. Big old cup of hot COVID. Within a week of those incidents at this LA County Jail, 
30 inmates did come down with COVID-19, <laughs> but any hopes they had of an early release were dashed. They were simply transferred to a medical facility. Whether they thought they were going to send them home. <laughs> Check out the sheriff dude. Surveillance video is what really was an, an eye-opener. It's like, mm. it was hard to wrap your mind around that either. Why would people intentionally try to infect themselves? But this is exactly what happened. I love in Chicago. I love how surprised he is. Like he just can't understand why someone would try to infect themselves with coronavirus. As if these people that they were watching on these videos are just, you know, they're they're intelligent people. You just wouldn't think that of them. No, this is exactly the group of people. If you thought someone was going to try to get COVID nineteen on purpose, it would be this group of people. I guarantee you, most of those guys that were doing that, they're in there for something really stupid. Really stupid fucking decision. And you're not going to go to prison and then start making great decisions. That's not how prison works. <laughs> I, I have a feeling that the poor decision making will continue. This family is asking some tough questions. Unique Clay's family says she tested positive for COVID-19 while in labor. But the hospital sent her home where she died three days later. Anne McCogliano spoke with her parents and sister. Do you think the hospital should have kept her? The doctor that delivered my granddaughter, he wouldn't have sent his daughter home if she tested positive for the COVID. A hospital statement said the University of Chicago Medicine community extends the deepest sympathy to the family, but would not comment further, citing privacy laws. I seen the lights go out on Broadway. And a telethon to support New Yorkers impacted by the coronavirus crisis featured Billy Joel, J-Lo, Mariah Carey, Bon Jovi, and many other stars. It raised $115 million and moved host Tina Fey to tears. $115 million, what a great day for New York. Thank you to everyone who gave and gave and gave from all over the world. Oops. A little graphic snap through there. Um, again, the, the benefit for New York, another thing that I was not asked to uh, take part in. You know, you know, fuck you guys. <laughs> I'm here. I'm available for all these things. And yet I get no invites. I get nothing. Anyway. So that's what's going on. A lot of weird shit going on, obviously, because of coronavirus and COVID. We don't harp on it as we did uh, maybe a few quarantine shows ago. Because it's just too much. You know, sometimes you need to get away from it and, and think about some other things. Maybe a guy doing funny voices on a Call of Duty and putting it on his YouTube channel. This guy, Azur's... I read him on Twitter, as I said, try getting him on the show. He has almost 6 million YouTube followers, so I'm sure many of you know who he is. I just discovered him not too long ago. A lot of these voices are fucking just amazing. Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-un's the man that survived the gulag. He did great out there in North Korea. It's tremendous that he's back in it. I work for you, dog. Yo, hey, thank you for the check, baby. Gross. She did him eyes. Okay, I have an amazing video for you guys today. Hopped on Call of Duty and did a bunch of voice impressions. Some new, some old. But overall, I got incredible reactions from people, man. Priceless. You'll see the rest in a minute, but before we get into it, how would you, how would you like $20,000 to build the PC of your dreams? Well, it's possible, baby, because Azur's Amazing Gamers Outreach are gonna help you do that. That's right, you can enter a contest. You can enter yourself to win. A chance to build the ultimate PC setup. All you gotta do is go to amaze.com slash 
hazards. It's that simple. Now, of course, donating will heavily increase your chances of winning, but you can enter without contributing, so you have nothing to lose. That's what I can tell you. So you might as well click that link in the description down below, people. Now, once you click the link, all right, once you're there, use my vanity code, Azers50. This will get you guys 50 additional entries. That's a lot of entries. <laughs> and on top of that, by entering, you will be helping children in hospitals. So it's a win-win. So again, that's $20,000 to build an ultimate PC setup, courtesy of Amazing Gamers Outreach. Thank you guys for this opportunity. And let's start this bad boy, cuz. <coughs> I, I do voices. And other shit, too. That guy is using a fucking connect mic. Xbox off. That bitch, Carol Baskin, broke my mic. I can't help it. You got our team. exotic. Devin, are you married by any chance? <laughs> nope. What about a boyfriend? Do you have a boyfriend? <laughs> Nope. I'm pretty confident that I can convert you to the other side. I can peel you back like a can of sardines. One minute remaining. <laughs> I can't imagine being high as fuck and getting on Call of Duty or something like that or Fortnite and hearing these voices. Because I said a lot of these voices are dead on. There's one coming up that's not great, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But, look, I'm shit at voices. That's why I've always fucking hair in my mouth. I'm shit at voices. That's why I've always I've kind of been envious of people who can do them because I really can't do any at all. And this guy does amazing voices. But as I said, there's one coming up that's kind of off. And I think the only reason it sounds off is because all the other ones are so great. Anyway, uh, continuing. I've never seen a penis like mine. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, tigers have the biggest penises in the animal kingdom. I can, I can show you why they call me the Tiger King. You can be my little Carol Baskin, bitch. Devin. Quiet type, I like you. You're gonna be screaming in a bit in a minute. This man's name is 1-800-FAT-CHICKS, dog. <laughs> and that's right there is why I'm a gay man. Oh! Oh is this my god! Exotic? That is correct, I am gay, I am broke as shit, I will not change the way I dress. <laughs> Joe Exotic again. <laughs> Joe Exotic in every game. Joe Exotic Joe's is out, he says he's gay as shit. Yo, Joe Exotic, what does Carol Baskin and the Tigers both have in common? Oh shit! What? They're both good at swallowing. Oh! Ain't no way in hell Carol Baskin's better at swallowing than me. Oh, is he on our team? Yeah, I am. You have a problem with it, honey? I can bake you cookies and make sure you're okay. Come on. Hey, who the f voiceover is he doing? <laughs> who the f voiceover is he doing? <laughs> so my name is Linda. Nice to meet you. My See, that's what I'm talking about. They didn't really know who it was because that's not a good Linda. And it's weird because he does Kendrick Lamar later and it's fucking dead on. as Obama and his Trump and Joe Exotic and they're all dead on. But the Linda is is kind of bad who's what was that um mike myers used to do a uh a um character on saturday night live it was like a barbara streisand type character with the big black hair and and the jewelry or whatnot it, i forget the name escapes me it was like a show or something that they were spoofing sounds kind of like that it's not a great linda and as someone who's seen every episode of bob's burgers about 40 fucking times uh, i know linda and she she annoys the shit out of me but her voice is it's just not this voice. Husband's name is Bobby. Bobby! So he had to do some like descriptive shit to, for him to get whose voice it was. And the other voices you notice, they get it right off the bat. Oh, he's Bob! Bob's Burger! The bitch on Bob's Burger! Uh, you know, Bobby, you come uh, down to the store. Uh, oh, oh, shit! Oh, shit! Oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> hey, we! That's funny as 
He has a lot of Linda in this video, and like I said I don't know why. It's he's uh, that's not his. That's not with all the great ones he does. I don't know why he would highlight that one. <laughs> oh shit! This guy, this guy's hilarious. No, that nigga sound just like goddamn. Uh, what's her name? Linda. Linda, huh? honey, Linda. Come on, you know me. I'm hot. Linda, oh, Linda, Linda. You goddamn uh, Peter Grip. Uh, Peter. Uh, what's that shit called? Family Guy. That's Yo. a different show. I mean, you Peter Grip, man. You wait, Peter Grip. Somebody mentioned family. Give me the damn microphone, Linda. Oh, oh shit! Oh, oh, so even the Cleveland is better than the Linda. <laughs> 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 Listen, I think you guys have the wrong show. Linda's not on Family Guy. She's on Bob's Burgers. Yeah, Family Guy has the 8 p.m. slot. Bob's Burgers has 9:30. Bro, this nigga is wrong. That nigga wrong. Shit, this nigga going ill, bro. Oh shit. Oh me, he wrong. Shit. Hey, champagne breezy. Isn't that like Drake and Chris Brown together? What does that mean? Yeah, it's like Drake and Chris. Finally, somebody understands. What about Kendrick Lamar? What about him? Uh, I like Kendrick. Hey, look, man, it's K-Dot, nigga. Hey, how y'all niggas doing, man? What's going on? Oh, oh shit. Man. What the fuck? See, the Kendrick Lamar is 100% is dead on. Hey, look, man, I haven't dropped the album in like two years, but look, man, we coming hard and shit. J. Cole me dropping the album. Before. Oh, shit. Bro, what the oh, fuck? This nigga sound just like Kendrick, bro. What hey, the oh, me, fuck? Hey, on me, Coolio, bro. Who, you know, like, yeah, Coolio uh, from the down. 90s, nigga. Of course, I know Coolio. I can't do that nigga voice. You mean, nigga? Bro, oh, 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 Kendrick, bro. Oh, me, but this shit raw as fuck. If you guys want that old, uh, the president from a couple years ago. Oh, Barack, my nigga. I can only say half the N-word because I'm not fully black, so I can call you my neck but can't finish oh, the okay. rest. <laughs> I, I feel you, I feel you. <laughs> I call you my neck, but I ain't gonna be right. Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-un's the man that survived the gulag. He did great out there in North Korea. It's tremendous that he's back in it. Oh, as good as the Obama is, the Trump's even better. I'm working for you, dog. Yo, hey, thank you for the check, baby. <laughs> Of course, of course. I gotta give my homie some money. You guys got a trap in the hood, don't you know? Oh, so anyway, you get the idea. Ezra's on YouTube. I'm sure, like I said, he's got six million subscribers on most. I'm sure you've heard of him. But I just did recently, and if you haven't heard of him, I wanted to bring him to your attention because that's that's some good shit, man. Anyway, my interview with Kira Kosterin from the Thundermans coming up. I said it's about a week or so ago, maybe a little over a week ago. Her single, something to look forward to, dropped on the 14th. Her new EP is next month. You can check that out. And uh, that's it for me. We got to fucking clear away everything, man. Back to uh, it's quarantine number 11. This is what we did tonight, May 19th, 2020. net for sponsor links and banners and audio shows and just all that stuff. net for all information on the show. Thanks for checking us out. Stay tuned for uh, my interview with Kira Kosterin. Coming up, Stoner Jesus Show Live. Yo. Peace, bitches. The Stoner Jesus Show on CannabisRadio.com. The Stoner Jesus Show is brought to you in part by Hemptations.com and PlanetEverywhere.com. They got a lot of awesome stuff for you to check out. But don't just take my word for it. Let Beach... The owner of Hemptations, 
tell you all about it. It's a very large selection of hemp goods, everything from reusable coffee filters to Frisbees, bandanas, everything planted everywhere on the site is made in Cincinnati, Ohio, made locally. We also have other retail products from our cosmetics, uh, earthly body product, bags on the retail site. You know, again, uh, anybody local in Cincinnati can go to hemptations.com and get the info on the stores. Planted everywhere is our .com, is our retail site. You can hit me up on on Hemptation Beach or like my Facebook page, Hemptations or Hemptations 2. I'm on Twitter, Google, <laughs> I'm on the internet everywhere, just like everyone. Um, you know, we love to hear from people all over the world, positive things about industrial hemp. That's what I do. That's what we do. Largest selection of industrial hemp on the planet in the stores. And I'd like to grow that inventory to be able to say that I haven't actually checked out all the other hemp retail spots to see if we have the largest amount on our planet everywhere but uh, it's a it's a fair it's a fair selection and as beach always says having temptations oh let the marijuana llama tell you something now about a game for your phone gonna make you say wow the game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash grow the seeds sell the board put the savings in the stash little by little your empire grows large put the big celebrities inside your entourage you can choose to play with snoop or me or chichin chong cypress hill willie nelson with khalifa with a bong the name of the game is him pink that's the point download and play while you light yourself a joint the business of cannabis should be no crime hemp ink is even hot proofed by the man who run high times oh yeah get it on android and i and ios today marijuana llama out got to tend to me on crops you know money don't make itself The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com Get informed, get inspired, and get connected on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Mondays on demand, only on CannabisRadio.com Tommy Chong is ready to cut through the smoke and change the tone of Tilk Radio. Hey, this is Tommy Chong. This is Radon on the other mic. Yes, the eldest. And we saw, it was called uh, Dying to Know. It's a love story between Ram Dass and Tim Leary. Yeah, the gay Jew and uh, Tim. (laughs) But he wasn't gay when he was a professor. He didn't know. That must have been a shock to his wife. The one time he, like, met a vagina. (laughs) (laughs) The Tommy Chung Podcast, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome to my world. The following CannabisRadio.com program contains explicit language and content that can be considered graphic and offensive. This program is not suitable for all audiences, and the opinions expressed do not reflect those of CannabisRadio.com, its staff, management, or sponsors. Listener discretion is advised.
Welcome back to the show, everybody. On the video chat, we have Hero Killstream. She looks familiar. She may be familiar from many things. The Thunderman is, of course, a show on Nickelodeon ran for quite a few seasons. Also, her burgeoning music career that she's in the middle of right now. Kira, thanks for being on the show. Indeed. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. No problem. As I said before uh, we start recording, I appreciate you taking the time. Everybody and their mother has a podcast these days. And uh, again, for lack of a better phrase, bona fide celebrities are not exactly clamoring when they hear, hey, you want to be on the Stoner Jesus show? Then most of them are not like, hey, yeah, that sounds like something that's going to be really stellar for my career. Listen, you know what? You hit me up on Twitter and I was like, hey, why not? We're in, we're in quarantine. Why not you know, hang out on the <laughs> it definitely helps. I got uh, I got people trapped in their house. Uh, I will say though, a couple times in in the course of the show, and I give these people shout outs. Some actual celebrities, and not just cam models or cannabis people or comedians or whatever, came on the show. Michael Rosenbaum, who was uh, Lex Luthor on Smallville, he came on the show. He was a really yeah. cool, dude. He was doing a right. media blitz for Impastor, which I think was an underrated show. It only got two seasons, which was disappointing. Uh, and my favorite, may he rest in peace, the wonderful John Dunsworth. Who played 12 seasons of Mr. Leahy on the Trailer Park Boys. Awesome guy, very interesting dude. Uh, that was uh, probably the highlight, one of the highlights of the show that I've done. And another one is right here in front of us having Kira Kosarin on the show. Um, how have the last couple months been for you? Is everybody in your life safe? Uh, how are things as far as the coronavirus yeah. going? Yeah, my, my parents both had it, um, wow. which was pretty awful um they're they're recovering now finally which is great i i've been kind of just quarantining alone waiting to be able to see them again so super nice to be able to spend time with them again um and yeah i mean you know the first few weeks of quarantine were super strange just figuring out this new way of life but uh the last month has been just full force finishing up my ep and getting these singles out and shooting some like quarantine style music videos and you know getting all the merch designed and like doing doing the damn thing doing the whole rollout so it's kept me very busy which i'm grateful for there's definitely been no boredom whatsoever in this quarantine for me so yeah, it's definitely a great time with all the other stuff going on a great time to be creative and really you know have the time to do a lot of things you can do uh, before obviously the two major tracks of your career have been the acting and the music is that something that you grew up with at the same time or did one predate the other how'd that work out yeah so i i come from a theater family actually my parents both did broadway um and so i grew up kind of acting and singing and dancing were just like three parts of the same gig in my head um kind of all equal and then I moved to LA to start acting and just kind of training and pursuing all of the showbiz thing when I was like 12. And I was writing music the whole, my whole teenage years, um, but people didn't know because I was working on this TV show and wasn't allowed to release any music. So I was just wow. shooting and making episodes and just enjoying acting as my career. And music was sort of just my diary. It was just like what I did in my spare time because I loved it. and needed to do it to like stay sane and then uh yeah the show ended and i kind of took a look at my life and you know i was still enjoying acting but i'd been playing the same character for like six years and i knew i needed to kind of take a break from it and by this point i had written you know four albums worth of material and i was like well i guess i might as well share some of them i don't want to live in a voice memo on my phone for nobody but me to hear and 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 thus the transition began and I now, you know, I couldn't be happier the past two years of, of just being able to really focus on music have been incredible. It's such a part of me. So I'm definitely going to keep keep moving in this direction. 
And it definitely seems to be going well, and you seem to be just an incredibly talented, not only a singer, but a musician. How many uh, instruments do you play? Thank you. Uh, a few. Um, <laughs> I would say, like, proficiently, I play guitar and piano. Um, okay. I played flute in middle school band. I was first chair. What up? <laughs> um, and, you know, how can screw around on a, a ukulele or a piccolo or, you know, whatever, whatever other version of the instruments I play. But yeah, it's music's just kind of always been a language in my house. And my dad is a really brilliant musician and taught me a lot of music theory and all that stuff when I was a kid. And so it's kind of always stayed super on my radar, the music nerdness. Uh, so you've obviously taken the, the journey. A lot of the, the quote unquote child stars have had to take from me, whether it's Nickelodeon or Disney or something else, the, the navigating Growing up, still in the spotlight, mm -hmm. how have you handled that with, you know, the, now the overlapping fan bases and all that? Yeah, um, I mean, it's definitely, it's a process. It's been a journey. Um, I think it's something where, you know, when I came off of working on that show for so long, I sort of had this desperate need to, like, not be seen that way anymore and, like, prove to everybody, like, I'm adult now. And, you know, I put out this record last year that was just super sexy and super cool and, like, super different. It's called Off Brand because it was so different than anything anyone knew me from. Um, and that was really fun. But it was also kind of my way of being like, hey, we out here. And now I've sort of grown past that where I'm like, I don't need to prove anything to anybody. Like all I can do is make the art that I know I love to make and hope that people will get on board. And like, I just, you know, I love having the support of, of people who watched me on TV. It's so special. It's amazing to have that like fan base and kind of internet family, but I am always really extra grateful when people are open and, you know, listen to my music with an open mind without any preconceived notions of who they knew me as on TV. I, I always am super grateful for that. So. Yeah. I'm sure that the uh, social media, especially someone who's visible as you are, has added another layer of not only the good, but you know, the weird and a lot of the stuff that you got to ignore and kind of, you know, how do you deal with like the negativity that comes your way on social media? Um, I mean, very early on, my parents sort of drilled into me, like, don't listen to your good press and don't listen to your bad press. Because if you listen to the good press, if you believe the good things that people say, you'll also find yourself believing the bad things. And to just remember that like the comments that people make on you when you're sort of a public persona are just that, they're comments on your persona. They're not comments on who you actually are. And you know, that's something that I've tried to really remember as much as I am super open and you know share a lot of things about my life and my thoughts on the internet. There's definitely still a lot of my life that nobody knows and i kind of like to keep it that way keep a little bit of that separation yeah i imagine it's definitely gonna be difficult with uh because everybody wants to know everything that's going on and it's with and social media is so prevalent especially with quarantine and all that it's got to be it's got to be a lot of pressure sometimes i would think yeah for sure i mean i i, I definitely enjoy it just as much as it's difficult like there are just as yeah. many pros as cons to me um, you know, it's a great business tool. And at the end of the day, like I'm a 22 year old girl. Like I like, I like Instagram. I like Twitter, you know, I like having different platforms for different things too. You know, my Instagram is a little bit more, you know, the polished thing, but my Twitter is where I can get a little bit more political or satirical or, you know, more con kind of commentary based. And, you know, I like having those different sections of the internet where, you know, maybe younger kids follow me on Instagram, but like I can talk to teens and 20 somethings on Twitter and have more real conversations and, and that kind of stuff. So I try to just lean into the side of social media that I find inspiring and supportive and engaging and, and you know, 
nice and try to stay away from the junk. Yeah, that's definitely a good attitude to have. Uh, as we, uh, as I transition talking about uh, adult things and politics, uh, obviously yeah. my whole gimmick here is uh, cannabis related. <laughs> Indeed. And we ask everybody about uh, their thoughts on cannabis legalization uh, in general. Do you have any strong thoughts on that or any thoughts at all? Yeah, I mean, I live in L.A. Um, where cannabis is not only legal, but it is right now considered an essential business. Um, and so I definitely think in light of that, it's about damn time that we get some people who are incarcerated for nonviolent marijuana offenses out of jail, for sure. I think it's ridiculous that that's still a thing. Um I think that, that that whole part of the war on drugs that just completely, you know, disproportionately affects minorities and has been used as a weapon in many ways is, is tragic. And I think that we're getting to the point as a society where that just shouldn't be the case anymore. I know people have differing opinions on expunging, you know, legal records. I know that that's a super polarizing thing, which I get. But um, yeah, I definitely think if anything, like in this pandemic, seeing it deemed uh, uh, you know, essential business as I think it should be, you know, it's, um, it definitely feels like it's time to, to move past that. Yes, definitely. Uh, we've definitely created an odd, odd patchwork of, of laws and rules and regulations across the country when it comes to, the, to cannabis. Right, the difference between the federal government and the state yeah. government too makes things tricky. And again, it's like, you know, I understand why states' rights are a thing and the balance of power. And there's, you know, there's logic and reasoning behind all of it, but in practice, it makes for a very, a very tricky situation. So yeah, and definitely when it comes to uh, federal legalization, something that has to happen regardless, because there's only so much the states are going to be able to do, and there's always going to be right. politicians in other states that say, "Well, we can't do this until the federal government moves on it," and it's really a a cluster f of a uh, of competing interest. And now with the pandemic, with everything's been put on hold, and a lot of signature gathering drives, it's uh it's definitely a a weird time. But it's it's always good to hear people yeah. advocating for you know. Yeah. I'm definitely, definitely pro at least decriminalization. I, and I think, you know, legalization plus, I, you know, the opiate crisis in America is, is so disastrous. And I think that legalization would definitely help <laughs> with that. I think if you're looking at different drugs that could be prescribed and used, you know, there's definitely a lot of merits to uh, more natural substances than things that get people very, very hooked in, in very, very bad situations. Absolutely. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I think had things moved differently politically in the past few years, it probably would have been something that we saw happen fairly quickly. Now I'm not so sure if or when it's going to happen, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, things are a bit unpredictable when it comes to the federal government in certain areas. <laughs> That's for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just <laughs> a, uh, a little unpredictability. Really? A little, uh, yeah. Don't know what's going to happen. And then with all this, it's really, it's incredibly unpredictable. Um, as much as you can make plans moving forward, what are your plans as far as, you know, the EP and possible touring and all that? Yeah. So touring is obviously completely up in the air right now. Um, I, you know, I, I had my first rehearsal with my new band right before this all started. So as soon as we're allowed to go play live shows and more than that, as soon as it's safe and feels responsible and appropriate, because, you know, realistically, like, I'm going to listen to what people say is is right, but I'm still going to err on the side of caution when it comes to all of this, just because I think it's a smart thing to do. Um, but eventually, I would love to get back on the road and get to touring. In the meanwhile, I'm doing hella live streams on Instagram. My Instagram and Twitter are here, Catherine. And if you want to come see me play a bunch of songs in my apartment, um, it's honestly a super fun time. Like, 
I read all the comments while I'm playing and sometimes I just stop playing to respond and then keep singing and it just is super intimate and fun and like feels like we're all hanging out in my living room, which I love. Um, the EP is coming out the end of June. Something to look forward to, as you can see, drops this week on Wednesday night and then there's another single three weeks later. Um, something to look forward to. I'm really happy that I'm in a position that I'm able to put it out right now because uh, I wrote it January of last year when I was going through kind of a, a dark, tough, depressive time in my life. Um, and this song sort of came out of that very real place and sort of been holding on to it for a long time. And now a lot of those kind of feelings of uncertainty and not knowing what the future holds and, you know, wishing that there were a more concrete plan translate super well into what's happening in quarantine. And the song has sort of taken on a whole new meaning. And I hope that it resonates with people in that sort of way. Um, and we shot a little quarantine style music video for it in my parents' living room, which I'm super excited about. I literally just approved the final edit this morning. So I think people will like it. Awesome. Kira, I want to thank yeah. you again for coming on the show. Uh, and and join the, the little bit of quarantine with us. Um, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Donor Jesus. <laughs> no problem. Uh, anytime, you know, we'll be promoting you. Anytime you want to come on back on the show, talk about anything, just uh, let me know. We'll always be here. Well, sounds good. Have a good one, man. <laughs> you too. Thanks, Karen.